Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio. And I'll tell you right now, we got Grandpa Batman sitting in front of a convenience store in the car. That shows how much dedication <laughs> Bat Force Radio has to bringing you the latest news. And uh, let's go around the round table. We got a um, big week, actually, because Obi-Wan Canary and the Trunkler flew in to Los Angeles to hang out with um, Bat Force Tom and uh, yeah. staying with them. Last night, they went to see um, the the premiere of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, over in the uh, uh, the Chinese theater, is it called? Or what? No, we, we're going to see it. To, uh, Bat Force Tom here. We're going to see the, the Chinese theater tonight. Tonight. And oh, tonight's the Chinese theater. And then yesterday, we saw it by the IMAX theater in my house. Right. Who else is on here? Is oh, Robin, yeah, let's Robin's do the round table real quick. Yeah, got, I'm in it. We got Robin Cross well, from Canada. I'm a, I'm a I'm canary. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. God bless you. Obi-Wan Canary flew all the way in from England to be on tonight. Batman Villains, uh, Trunkler. AKA the Trunkler. Keep that shit locked. On that force <laughs> radio. We got the great grandpa Batman in front of Quick Mart 7 Eleven. These people think I'm about to come in and rob them. They're like, this guy's, been, this guy's been sitting here for 30 minutes. <laughs> well, don't, don't disappoint them. <laughs> <laughs> Opening week, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Let's let's start up with the build up to it, man. It's been a shit storm and a half between the whole Rotten Tomato critics thing versus the fan reviews, vice versa. Shout, you know, quick shout out to Cult of the Batman. He did call it. He did say that he predicted it would have mixed reviews and with the general mid level media critics. Um, and it's just been a hellstorm ever since. Um, take a smear campaign. Yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give uh, the people whose initials are crap, bullshit, ridiculous, even a mid-level rating. I'd give them like a low-level rating. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to work for a fucking comic book website, at least have some knowledge of the source material. <laughs> Shit. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean. So we're we're this is going to be uh, if if they haven't seen it a spoiler heavy uh, review right because we're we're, we're going into this spoiler okay. alert. All right, we're going in deep. Yeah, going in balls <laughs> balls deep as they say in England. Yeah. Balls deep. Yeah, balls deep. Bareback. Bareback uh, Barracuda. Bareback King Willie. Uh, you know, Robin made a good point <laughs> earlier. In, er, yeah, I saw of, I saw someone uh, some people pointing that out online saying that they don't trust these initial negative reviews from media sources. Just because they have an idea of how much of the media Disney has a hand in, because right. they're a massive company. Right. You know, yeah. they do more than make cartoons. Yeah, they're, they they're own a lot everything. of networks and yeah. they control the media. It's true. There's they're everywhere, and I think too, like I don't know, I don't know. It's just it's it feels like there's this culture right now where trashing DC or hating DC is like in. It's cool, you know. It's kind of like the Thing to do and everyone not everyone but a lot of people have kind of adopted it and everyone is and the thing it's just, it's so stupid to do is comparing the two studios you know dc to marvel as far as films because they're so strikingly different and that comes from you know the publishers and the publication being so strikingly different and i think like the general public doesn't understand that like this isn't the same company these movies are going to be really different the tone is going to be different the way they approach it's going to be different so you know comparing it makes no sense but you know, everyone continues to do it. And the critics, like Gramps was saying, I think that's so huge for this movie specifically because this movie isn't just like a Batman versus Superman movie. Like, that fucking scene with the Flash, 
like putting a fucking like he couldn't just, wait he had to blow that load we've been talking oh about my god like <laughs> it it fucking it shoots like a fucking dagger through the movie and it like fucking plants a flag saying like this is a fucking like justice league setup this is a dcu setup it's not just batman and superman and i think that scene and and some of the other nods flew over people's heads so much that they're not understanding or getting an appreciation for it. And they're just seeing it as conjoint disjointed and you know, it's filler and this and that. It's like, no dude, like that made it so much more enjoyable <clears throat> for me is seeing fucking Ezra Miller popping out of the times, you know, of the time stream like that and trying to grab Bruce. Oh God. It's like, it, that was the best fucking scene. Like, Am I too soon? Like, oh, DC I... universe now was open up with that. Mm -hmm. And he was, and he, 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 he was, he was armored up. Like, yeah. He's got like a, like a time traveled like armored suit. You suit. know, like, you know, like, what's that? Is it DC online? I was, I was talking to the guys after the film last night. Do you remember uh, the DC online uh, game? There's like a six minute trailer. And uh, they're all really heavily armored up. Yeah. Game. yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like that, yeah. but yeah. Anyways, but anyway, not to jump but, too far ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, no pun intended. But I, basically, um, yeah, going back to real quick to the Schmear campaign, and yeah, there, there, there is a Schmear campaign going on, and it's weird because bagels and Schmear, <laughs> sm smudge campaign. Actually, we call it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> because, um, smudge campaign. Because, yeah, a lot of people are calling it out on Twitter saying it's really odd that this one media company would just uh, lower it so quick when they were, like, heightening um, all the other Disney and Marvel movies so quick. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. reeks. And then I was thinking about it, like, you know, it's crazy because DC, you know, owns Marvel and Star Wars. It's a huge company everywhere. But then I was thinking about Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers is a big motherfucker, too. You don't think about it because you, you, yeah. you have, you know, those Justice League stuff coming out. And then uh, DC, you have that um, J.K. Rowling's coming out with something new. You know, the woman who wrote Harry Potter by Warner Brothers. That's going to be colossal because, you know, she's a, a name brand. You got the Lego stuff now with the Lego Batman movie. And, you know, just a million other things that Warner Brothers controls. That So Warner it's Brothers funny. is <laughs> another titan. It's not surprising that when DC puts his big foot in the game that they're going to be attacked. And just like the quote from, I was saying, Batman Begins with uh, Thomas Wayne, he goes, you know why they attacked you, Bruce? Because they're scared of you. And I was like, yeah. it just rang a bell in my head. Like, yeah, you know what? It all makes perfect sense. And the truth is, I think the mixed reviews are actually going to get it more attention than good reviews. Because good, good reviews are generic. It's like the art world. When you get good reviews, you're kind of cautious about it, you know? It's like, why I'm, you, you always question it. But with mixed reviews, it, it brings up more of a conversation, as it has been this whole week with the movie. So That's also probably these media sources' intent and design. Because just like, you know, if they just put up a rave review, people look at it real quick and they've already forgotten about it. Yeah. But exactly. these, you know, it's just like, you know, the evening news. They, they're going to put the bad stuff up front because that's what gets attention, you know. Blood gets the press, you know. So that's what they're going to do. And they know what they're doing with, with the marketing and, and these reviews and things like that. I'm really tired of the fans that think that films are a competition between Marvel or DC. You know what? We've waited so long to actually see these characters come alive. And I'm really happy and enjoying this time in our lives when these films are finally being made. And they're being made at such a high quality that, you know, we can all be five-year-old kids again and go see our favorite characters right. up yeah. on the screen exactly how they should be. You know, I don't know about They're you darker. guys, but I still, yeah, I mean, really dark. I mean, you know, I, I love the Adam West uh, 66 show. I love Keaton 89 I liked the Nolan trilogy, two-thirds of it. This film, 
is like a combination of all of them mm. in a way yeah. because there's some really dark heavy stuff Ooh. there's actually oh, a little bit of shit. humor put in i mean there's references to to everything and this is the first time you have dc's two major characters on screen at the same time going head to head so that's another reason why there's all this uh mixed reviews you know just like colt predicted it, 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 there was going to be some mixed reviews because there's people that are sitting on both sides of the fence for whoever like as their favorite character. And then you've got people, fans that they want to support, you know, their team, whether it's DC or it's Marvel. And, and, and I just, I kind of think that's a little ridiculous. Actually, glad you said team because I was thinking about the whole feud thing and, you know, it's true. We should all have fun with all of it, but I, I think in a way it could be inevitable sometimes where, uh, you know, comic book fandom and all this stuff, it kind of is like football, whereas American football, Shaq, sorry, boy, he just plays soccer. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I hope you got really excited. <laughs> no, it's, it's where you, you naturally have a favorite team and a favorite player. You know, you just do. You you gravitate towards one. And then you're passionate about certain things and, and you know, things interlock. And, you know, I, I could see whether, especially with social media, everyone's just like slinging shit here and there. But but we love it. We, we embrace everything about the comic book world. I mean, we're going to have the Daredevil Season 2 episode coming out soon on Bad Force Radio. So, um, you know, it just goes to show how we embrace everything that good that comes out of the uh, the comic book world. But when saying comic book world, let's slide into Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice um, to open up the gates. I, uh, Zack Snyder, I know he has a lot of haters, but I'll tell you one thing, man. He makes one beautiful movie he makes one visually stunning movie and that is one of the big things that i really appreciated while watching this film yeah he also had the balls to make it um a very comic focused movie not just kind of a general broad wide audience mass appeal type movie yeah he said he, um, he, he said i'm a comic book guy and that's how i make the movies that's exactly what he said and you know that takes a lot of balls because Especially in Hollywood, where you're trying to just adapt it to screen and make money, right? And just whatever right. these companies yeah, want. He, he he could have he could have easily went with the grain and just made a you know a popcorn movie where yeah. it starts off with some light action and then some comedy scenes, right? And the you know, build up towards uh towards the the big battle at the end, and right? Mm. Then you're done. I, I, love, I mean, he he, he, <clears throat> he I was easily could have. Uh, it almost, I mean, you know, I've only seen the movie once. I'm going to, I think it's, it would do everyone justice to have multiple viewings of the movies to right. kind of get, one, you want to see it just to see it. Yeah. Two, you want to see it to bring it all together because while I'm sitting there in the theater, and this movie moves fast. I'm trying to still process what I just saw and they're still, and they're hitting me with more and more and more and I'm mm -hmm. just like, Damn, yeah. I need to see this again. You know, that's a good point because I've seen it twice. I, I had the I had the advanced screening and then I had tonight. And I, I'll tell you, after the advanced screening, I was fucking. I couldn't wait to see it again because you're exactly right. I feel like you're sitting in there, you're excited, you're pumped up, so you're taking everything in at once. Um, you're not getting an opportunity to dissect it because you've already seen it. And uh, going back the second time, you catch little nuances, you catch little things that are said that you didn't catch the first time. And it also gives you a clearer understanding of the plot. You see the little like foreshadowing a lot more. And um, you know, one thing that I noticed is the first the first time I saw it, um, 
you know, you like like you said, like they're throwing so much at you. Something's happening constantly. But then the second time I saw it, I realized, damn, this shit. Like if you really look at it, it doesn't even even pick up like an, until an hour in. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not until an hour in that the dream sequence happens on the nightmare sequence and then the the flash sequence. So it's. But I mean, there's cool shit happening before it, but they're just giving you a lot of story and a lot of buildup. But I also, I mean, you're getting development, and I don't understand why people are saying you're not because that's. I don't think it trips over itself. People make it sound like it's random and it's all over the place. I think that's complete bullshit. It's fast pace, so if you can't keep up with that pace, see it again. But don't call, don't say it's random or all over the place because it's not. It actually does follow one gradient. It follows one main storyline. It really does all connect and goes. Cause it's not- you know, I think I think uh, I don't know about you guys, but maybe we can go over some of the tic tac things that people are pulling apart. People are kind of dissecting and saying they don't like, which is fine. I mean. The, the thing that we should make clear is this is not a Batman movie right. for just casual fans. Because if you're, I mean, well, that's not true. If you're a casual fan, you'll like it because it's got Batman in it. But if you, unless you have at least a little bit of an understanding of the DC universe, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to go over your head and you're not going to enjoy it as much as someone who's a little more informed would. Right. And that's why it's important maybe to go see it with someone who has a little more grounding or to kind of do some research afterwards um, because there's stuff like my sister, for example, um, she texted me like last night right after she saw it and she went to go see it with coworkers, none of them of which like are big fans. They're there. You know, it's that's this perfect example of why this movie is going to make so much money is because anyone's going to go see it. Everyone's going to go see it regardless of level of interest. So she texts me. I don't I didn't get the movie. I didn't really enjoy it. Can you explain some things? And I go, well, what do you want to know? And she goes, what? She goes, what? What's the whole thing with the Flash? Like, or who is that guy? She goes, who is that Iron Man looking guy that that was like coming at him? Ouch. And I explained, you know, it's my sister. I explained that's that's the Flash, you know. And um, in the comics, you know, there's a multiverse theory where he can jump through time and he can go to different different timelines. And he's going. He's obviously something bad happened in the future. And I feel that the nightmare sequence isn't a nightmare. It's actually real. It's actually an event that happened in the future. And Flash sees what happens and he goes back in time to try to warn Bruce and tell them, like, you know, you were right. Lois is the key. Um, Am I too early? You know, fear. He says, fear him. I caught that the second time I watched it. Yeah, yeah. He he said, you were right to fear him. Dude, I love when he's like, like, am I too soon? Am I too soon? Oh, fuck, That was really great. Hey, real quick. Okay, Tom, that kind of answered a question. So you think all that nightmare scene, and this is a spoiler alert. Ding, ding, ding. Spoiler and it's also a theory. It's not. It's all hard. Like all of that was from the viewpoint of the Flash. I think. It, I think it's no. I think it's a memory that Batman has. So okay. So I think it is. Is if you've seen Flashpoint, if you even if you watch the yeah. Flash, the, the current Flash television show, uh, they explain it with Cisco a bit to where um, Cisco, you know, he experiences this uh, timeline and he lives through it. And, uh, you know, uh, spoiler alerts for The Flash. Well, I won't give you that. But he experiences this timeline and he, he experiences all of it. And then The Flash goes back and he changes something and it kind of erases that. But Cisco still has these like dream sequences or these nightmares, these daymares where he's like reliving what he actually lived. Except that, uh, that yeah, except that event was already erased. It's already been erased. But because he actually lived it in a different in a different time frame. Uh, it's a guy. He's got re- residual like memories, residual flash forwards. <clears throat> so I think what happened in the dream sequence is, you know, he's on the computer, he's researching um, the the files that Lex has, and as he's doing that, 
Barry Allen is coming through the time stream to try to warn him. And as he's coming through the time stream, it's obviously, you know, it's, 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 it's fucking things up. And so it's probably that's triggering Bruce to then have that flash forward. So Bruce has the flash forward of being in the desert. Superman's a tyrant. Superman has an army. Superman's fucking killing people. Batman's killing people. Um, those are fucking parademons, dude. They are not soldiers. Yeah, yeah, they are parademons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Superman is looks like he's like a bootlick for Darkseid, you know. So he's basically working with Darkseid as Darkseid's like latchkey, and you know, uh, so he, you know, he has that dream sequence, and he wakes up out of it. And as he wakes up out of it, Barry Allen is right there, and he's you know shouting at him, trying to warn him. So I think that all of that is an actual that has actually happened in the future. It, it's come to fruition. Uh, you know, um, they became friends, and because they became friends, something happened to Lois Lane, and then Superman blames him for it, and he becomes a fucking tyrant. Uh, Darkseid comes, and he's fucking taking over everything, and so now Flash has to go back and, and fix it, and this is his attempt to do it. And that's why th that little thing, if you don't have some grounding in the DC universe and you don't understand the multiverse theory, all that shit goes completely over your head. And the weight of that scene, which is, in my opinion, probably the most important scene, not necessarily in this movie, but in the DC universe. In it's a general. nice little nugget, yeah. It was oh, a... God, it's a heavy nugget. It looked really good. And it, it went over a lot of people's heads, and I, I wish that people would do a little bit more research to understand it. In the theater, when that happened, half the audience started going, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. so on, yeah. like on Instagram, at Django underscore Jess just asked, right while we were talking about this, please explain the flash scene. So I hope, you okay there, Trunky? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Shags and Trunks, what do you think about the story? How do you think about the story played out? You think it was a good story? Yeah, I, the thing is, though, like what you're saying, people saying it was messed up. I didn't feel like that. Like, I was so engrossed on the edge of my seat, and like, I, I felt like it was just moving along really nice. Yeah, I did too. You know, I, I didn't feel lost at all with it. And there, like, there was and like I, it never, went over so quick. There was never a pause, there was never a moment to stop and take a break. It was just, it just flowed. It was fast, but it flowed. You know what's crazy is another thing, too, about like the story and, and the plot. Um, the second time around, I noticed that there's a lot of Bruce Wayne and a lot of Clark Kent. And the first time I didn't notice it because, you know, you're just so happy and excited to see it. Yeah. But but for, for us fans, I feel like it's OK that, you know, most guys just want to see Batman throw on the suit. Most guys want to see Superman flying around in the suit. But because like those characters are so enjoyable in the film that we're, it's OK to take it as it is. And not try to rush to the and the Batman sequences and even some of the good dude. How fucking good does Superman look in that suit? Mm. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite <clears throat> Superman suits. Henry Cavill, man, he he's amazing. He's an yeah, amazing dude, Superman. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, with Wonder Woman and Batman, you think about how how's he gonna shine amongst these two? But he did. He really Literally. did an amazing. Job. You you said it perfectly. He's like the perfect live action incarnate of Superman. I mean, one striking resemblance to to. Uh, Christopher Reeves, but he also looks like he's from the comics too. But I loved how, you know, whenever he was flying and stuff like that, they almost had him like looking like, you know, they had him looking like a god, like a deity. And it was like in slow motion, and that big heavy cape was just kind of flowing slowly and stuff. I was like, wow, that that's beautiful. It really, it it did. The movie did revolve around him. I, I told my wife, I'm like, it's really a Superman movie. Yeah. I mean, they put Batman versus Superman on it, but it's really, it really is to me. I don't know that Warner Brothers says it's not, or certain people say it's not, but it really is a Man of Steel sequel because it centers around 
right. Superman, the fallout of what happened when he first showed up and had to fight Zod. It's in the same universe and it revolves around the same character. So I really do consider it a Man of Steel sequel, but it's also a precursor to, you know, the Ju- Justice League and all that. Right. But, well, it introduces Wonder Woman and Batman as well, so they could have their solo yeah, film. Right. If I, if I was like a, a strictly a Superman fan, it would make me want a another standalone Man of Steel sequel so much more. Definitely. Because um, I feel like this movie, Gramps is right. It is kind of a Superman movie. It kind of, he like weaves. He's he's basically the thread through the whole thing. Um, but I, like after the second time, I realized I was talking to these guys. I'm like. Superman gets fucking shit on this yeah. whole goddamn movie. <laughs> you do feel sorry for him. Yeah, you feel bad yeah, for the guy, especially yeah, like when the, the point. I didn't. The, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can, by the time, by can the we time talk you about the, the courthouse, man? Oh my oh. god! Oh my! Did anyone see that coming? <laughs> no, 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 you know no, what? No, no, no. So one one thing that a lot of people complained about was that from everything that we knew, what we saw from the trailers, and what we knew of what characters were going to appear that they felt like they knew the whole movie. But like we knew that like uh, a guy like Scoot McNary, we knew he was in it, but we didn't know who he was playing. And that part, as well as the other cameos, really surprised me the way that things happened. I did we, not see Scoot McNary's <clears throat> character being that. Right. And it, that was that was the part that was so hard for me to not like. I wanted to tell you guys that so badly, but I wanted it to make I wanted to make sure that you guys were as surprised as I was because I felt the exact same fucking way. I was so happy to see that that second trailer gave I mean gave a little bit away, but not fucking everything, and it didn't give everything. Like there's so much story underlying mm-hmm. the surface that that we didn't see, and that was. Like you brought up the the courthouse scene, right? You got the courthouse scene, and then also the opening sequence where it's the perspective of Bruce Wayne with Zod in the fight. Do you guys feel like they're really playing up like a terrorist and a September 11th vibe? Where you're, you're they're e- totally, easily totally. because when Ben Affleck is running through uh, the dust and smoke and everything, that's a scene right out of um, 9/11, the World Trade, when yeah. all the smoke and everything was coming down, and people were, like were rushing to help people. Um, and then that's been a trend recently, actually, in a in a lot of um, movies where Cinema. people feel like they're they're comfortable it's they're in a comfortable place now where they can visually adapt things that might uh, emulate uh, the attacks of 9/11 and the Pentagon and you know, not and uh, it even, really even in comic yeah. books the way Frank Miller's doing it if you think about it with uh, the master race when they blew up yeah. the Pentagon so the social commentary of the times and i think it really grounds the film into like people are always saying like why are these guys fighting why do why do they dislike each other? Why would Batman want to fight Superman, who's like one of his best friends? And it shows you, like, this is why. If you experienced this, if you saw this horror, if you, like, saw, you know, this destruction and and you had people, casualties that were close to you, like, you would understand. And I think they did a great job of it. Like, uh, the opening sequence, like, Shags was going fucking nuts. He was sitting right next to me. And he goes, my God, this is amazing. Literally tears coming down my face. I've lost the words about it. Was it the part when he was levitating with the bats? Oh, first that, Jesus it was, Christ. It was just literally the part where he comes out with his parents and the scores going. It's just so beautiful, it is. And it's just like, yeah, and it's, just the little, it's the little details. I mean, you know, it's nothing major, but it's just like how the blood splatters on Martha's face as well, which we've never seen before, like, uh, in the film. Yeah. It's just a little detail. Oh, mate. Yeah, just to fast forward just a little. Remember, early, like, maybe it was a month ago I said something in Kick and Tom, you were like, oh, shit, you're right, where I was like, 
why is Bruce and Clark's mother na- both named Martha? You know what I mean? Oh my God! I thought about that when when because of this movie. And I was going to mention that, and I'm glad you brought that up. To me, that is the one major difference between both those characters. And Martha Kent, you know, she's not noticed a lot in the comics and stuff like that, unless you go back to Superman's origin stories and stuff like that. But she really holds Superman together. I mean, imagine Bruce Wayne doesn't have a mother right now. He has no one to feel accountable to. Yeah, he made that point. And Martha swinging Superman around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, Clark Kent, Superman, he still has to feel like, I have a mother that's watching me and I still feel accountable to her and I have to live up to her expectations. Bruce doesn't have that. And so he's just, you know, all hell bent on vengeance and justice and stuff like that. You got to understand. I mean, that, that opening sequence where, you know, Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot to me, that was very, I mean, that was like, um, very revealing how that could haunt a person for their entire life to make them have so much rage that they would actually go out and swear to you know seek vengeance and and have so much hatred mm. that would be necessary <laughs> to be batman and that, superman that, he doesn't have that that, that origin scene obviously so how many origins about two before this there's one been, we? there's been 89 there's been begins like I felt this one was so powerful. Like, yeah. I don't know if done it for me. It was just something about this particular one, this origin one, and especially like I said before, but especially with the score as well. Yeah. It was something. It just like the music, it gripped there. you as well. And how like he uh, Thomas Wayne stood there, and obviously we've never seen him uh, before go to attack. You know how he holds him back with his arm, and you see him clench his fist. And it's just like, holy moly. Yeah, I think, this I one think was beautiful just... with the, the bullet and the pearls. Yeah. It's just visually beautiful. And the, I, I liked the way that the, the gun cocking back. Yes. Oh, so amazing. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, so amazing. I love cocking back stuff. To tie in a little bit, crap, to tie in a little bit of what you said to, and to tie it a little bit to what Gramps said um, and, and, you know, what the origins and also kind of like, I wish Chris was in here so we can talk a little bit more about the psychology aspect of it. But I think that this is a, like, uh, well, it's not the first time since Batman Forever in which this these guys did a much, you know, Snyder was able to do a better job of it. But they really flush out, like Gramps was saying, the trauma that comes with witnessing your parents murder and, you know, so that's that's number one. You know, you're, you're witnessing your parents die before your eyes, be, you know, be murdered before your eyes. And you're carrying that with you throughout your entire life. And what's amazing is that even though Batman and Superman are on opposite sides of the coin as far as who they are and characters, it's kind of what the mother and, you know, that's what. Okay, so I saw some critiques about why is it that Batman so quickly, you know, goes from hating him to helping him within seconds of that scene. And it's because. At the, up until that point, Batman has no way to kind of um, no way to kind of relate to Superman at all. He cannot relate to him. He's not a human. He is not from he's not from Gotham. He is not from this earth. He he knows nothing about being a man. He is not a man to Batman. He's not a human to Batman. But then when he hears Clark utter Martha, it flashes back to his father. Yeah. It flashes back to the feelings of his mother. And then when Amy Adams, when, when Lois Lane says, that's his mother's name, that's his mother's name. When you see that realization hit 
uh, Batman's face. That's not him like just, oh, I better stop. It, to me, you know, coming from my background, that's him realizing that he relates to this character now. Yeah. Superman is human. He's not an alien. He is, a, he is human and he has human traits. And now I realize what I was about to do. I'm not killing just some animal. I'm not killing an alien. I was about to kill a man who I relate to, you know, who, who doesn't have, a, who has a mother, who may lose his mother, who I've felt that loss, and I don't want to perpetuate that. So to yeah, me, he doesn't. Was, he doesn't want Superman to be an orphan like yeah. he is. Yeah. And and he doesn't I, want him to lose his Martha. Yeah, and and the thing yeah, and, is, like, and he he even said. Uh, when when he made that promise to Superman, when he said, you know, let me go get her, he said, Martha will not die today. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in, in a way, he wants to save. It's it's kind of his way of saving his own mother in a way, you know? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, redemption for himself in a way. And he goes off. Oh it's fucking goodness. awesome. Oh, my yeah, it's, it's as if it's, it's as if he was given the chance to go back in time and save his own mother. Yes. You know, it's yeah. as if he was. Yeah, he was given redemption. And I like what you say, Gramps. You're right. This is a Batman that gives into his vengeance. Like, you know, most most Batman don't don't pray don't don't act on their on the vengeful nature. They they hold themselves back. He fucking goes all out and he wants vengeance, not just justice. You know. DKR style. Yeah. Brutal. And it's that we, we see a change in him through the movie because in the early part, through the better part of the movie. He is really vicious, and he—it's because he has no hope left for for man. Yeah, you know he—he—he yeah. he, yeah. is fed up with people. But we see at the end, after things change, after that scene with Superman, after everything happens, he lightens. You know, he tells yeah. Diana, yeah. "Men are still good," and yeah. he lightens when he doesn't—he uh, doesn't brand Lex yeah, when he has whole, that chance. That branding, you know, thing. so he's changed at the end. Let me tell you, oh, I want one of those brands, dude. Those brands are badass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good question. Let's go around the table. Would you guys, for each of you, would you get branded by Batman? Well, Hell yeah! <laughs> yes, yes. If it meant not getting arrested, because that's the mark of fuck, you're fucked after that. You're gonna get. Where do you want your? Where do? Where do you want your brand? Right. <laughs> I left. I left the window open last night. I thought you know instead of like breaking lunch, I thought you could just come in, stick it on my ass. Not like that. Not like that. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking brilliant. That's that was brilliant. ballsy, man. The the, the yeah. They they pretty much pushed Batman over the limit in this one. They they went there and oh boy, <laughs> that takes balls. And, uh, no, and, and I I can see people complaining about the brutality when they see that uh, what he's branding people, but. In the movie, he's only done it to, to what two people, I think. One was a sex trafficker, and the other was a pedophile. So, fuck those guys. And you got the uh, Polaroid pictures as well. Like, so, there was, was, there, was, was that all the same two people, or were they different people? I think so. And it, it was all part of that same investigation. I think it was the two guys that he had questioned trying right. to get to the, the guy he was looking for. Right. Oh, fucking quality. <laughs> fucking and I wish he had done it on their forehead. That would have been even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or on the cheek, you know, like a squealer scar. I just want to get this out of the way so we can go and have cuz Talia asked it too and a lot of people are asking and everyone so just open the gates and your thoughts on Lex Luthor and Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, uh, wait, first let's hear what let's hear from the people who disliked him. Anyone like dislike him like oh man, I didn't like care for him. Uh, no. he annoyed the shit out of me. Okay. But I mean, yeah. That's yeah, that's kind I, of what he does. I was yeah. just going to say that's. I think that's just, if he's annoying you and you feel pissed off towards him. I think that's a sign of a good actor as well. But the, playing the bad role, he was so sinister and dark. And well, I, I I loved his role. I mean, I think it 
my my dislike is more for the actor, not the role. Mm, yeah, he. Yeah, I, same. Explain that. A, flush, flush that out a bit, Gramps. Well, I like Eisenberg when he's in his lane, as you know, someone else that we just interviewed said. And I don't feel like this role was in his lane. Did he do a bad job? No, but it, it just wasn't the type of Lex Luthor that I preferred to see. And plus, <laughs> I don't know. He just annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, you know, um, sorry, I can... Sorry, sorry, can we get Gene Hackman on line one, please? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> actually, Gramps, I agree with you. I think uh, Lex Luthor should have been an older person. I did like his role. Um, I didn't hate it or dislike it. Um, but there were just parts in there that I just didn't really care for. Um, was that because of the actor? I think it was could because of the actor. Could you see beyond... Less. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was mostly like you said uh, with the actor. Um, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who I would have had replace him. Billy but Zane. I, oh, my <laughs> Lord. Billy uh, Zane's a cool dude. Probably. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> no, Brian Cranston. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been good. Lex is one of the things in this movie that I can completely understand with and sympathize that people would dislike and hate. And to be honest, might ruin most of the movie because if you don't like his performance, if you don't like him and if you don't appreciate it, he's in it a lot. He's so solid. He's, he's poking you. In, you know, the, I, I liked him 75% of the time. Yeah. 75% of the time I was on board, I liked him in the beginning. I liked him I liked him how he's fucking manipulating everybody. Yeah. I liked him on the rooftop with Superman and uh, you know with his mother, talking about his mother. But at the very end, it almost lost me after he shaves his head and he kind of goes crazy in the jail cell. And you know his just he's got spit on his lip and he's like dribbling on himself and he's ding 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 ding. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know what that though? Was that was kind of that that was eerie. I think I like that because it was eerie. It was strange and it showed the in, the impact. You could even see maybe Batman being very disturbed yeah. by it because yeah. what, what's what like fuck? a that's because he's, he's talking about a call to dark side right that's what i'm thinking okay so i yeah. didn't get to the first time i didn't get to the first time around first time around oh, I was right so when annoyed. he said that i was like if he's talking yeah. about dark side then this is very eerie and batman knows yeah. in his gut that yeah. something big's coming uh, luther knows who dark side is and knows what's going to happen i mean he's well aware of all these uh different universes and how they're tied together mm. i mean he knows Darkseid is on his way. Uh, as as soon as we saw Lex for the first time in that trailer, when he came in and it's like Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent, and everyone yeah. hated him. Yeah, I looked, I, saw, I saw it coming how he was going to have a split personality like everyone else does. You know, he would have he had this foppish personality that he put on in the public eye, and then he was more sinister after. And really even together. when his more sinister isn't oh, you know, yes. traditional Lex, <laughs> I think his first run in prison is going to lead to him being the harder Lex that people know better. Yeah. Mm. Well, that makes when he sense. comes out, I think he's going to be yeah. you know yeah. a darker, grimmer guy after having gone through that. I mean, I, yeah. I think Jesse performed well. I think he did a good job playing this character. But the character is not a likable character. I think that's just what it boils down to. I think to. that's the idea. That's, that's, what they, that's what they were going for, though. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a bad guy. Yeah. But, but, you know, he, but he loves bringing people together. Boys! <laughs> I love it! 
together. I yeah, it wouldn't be my first choice, but you know what? I mean, you know, I'll take it. You know, oh, sorry, crap. Sorry, it's not your bloody first choice, mate. I would take the guy. I would take the bloody guy from Smallville. I don't give a fuck. You know. Oh my god. You know, I think I like I like at least that we can show the people that it's not like we're just 100 percent fanboys. We're gonna go along with everything. That we're gonna we're gonna disagree. You know. Oh yeah. There's there's definitely you know it's yeah, and it's fine. It's fine because I I I could. Like I was telling, I forgot who I was telling. Um, I loved the movie. I, I loved it the first time. I loved it the second time. But I am open, and I realize that there are parts, and there are sequences, and there are things that people are going to hate and dislike, and not and not appreciate, and that's fine. Like this, it's not it's not for you, and it, it's frustrating to people. I know because they wait so long for a film, they want to enjoy it, they want to like it, and they see it. And it's not for them, and all they have is hate for it. And it's like, I get it, you know, you gotta, you're probably gonna fucking wait another six years till you get the Batman movie you want, but you still have great ones to go back to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You well, still you have, have to, the Nolan trilogy that you can go to. to. They have to. Everyone has to understand that nothing that comes out, nothing lives up to the hype of the trailers because when you see the trailers you see in these really good bits this goes for the video games too and, and anything any any comic book universe anything you see trailers and then in your mind you start to build up this quintessential perfect um, yeah. adaptation of what you think you're going to see so you you're just heightening it you don't even yeah. know you're heightening it but you are i mean you know? yeah touch touching on that point anybody else kind of bummed out that the music from the trailers wasn't yeah. in the actual score the, the, the second trailer when i got the uh, meantime i just conversation comic con trailer when i got the uh, the score album i was like going through the whole all the tracks and i got to the end of the tracks i was like what the fuck i just paid all this money and i ain't even got it i haven't even got it what the hell he's going nuts yeah. oh boy and, and shut it down boy people's reaction and stuff like that to the movie and stuff like that i think as a as a whole, us as an audience, we're we're kind of spoiled at this point because we're getting these superhero and comic and Batman movies almost like every other year it seems. And I still think that um, the Nolan verse is still fresh on people's minds. Yeah, yes, very fresh. And very fresh. Very fresh, and they're still yeah beloved. And I still think that's fresh on audiences' minds. So this movie probably came out too soon after the release of rises for for a lot of general mm. you know film going audience this was announced what about a year after rises came out Less it's almost like this movie's a big f you to nolan in a way mm. um because there's things in the movie that <laughs> there's things in the movie that batman does that you're just that go ahead man let him rip what well the abundant use of guns which i have no problem fools. with I mean, fools, left and right. dude brutal dude he he goes off dude and dude. i was just like wow i know right you know really? the way gramps someone i think i was i tried to i tried to go back to what you said earlier um you said it's a hint of uh 89 tim burton and a hint of it's like it's like everything kind of mixed together and someone was saying um oh man i think it was um i want to say it was the dude from uh, batman on film jet i think it was jet saying that he loves the Batmobile because to him it's a cross between the '89 Batmobile and the Nolan Tumbler, and he loves both. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and, th and when when I heard that, that's a great analogy for this Batman because this Batman has the the hints and the brutality and the darkness of Burton, but it also has like the flashes of a little bit of Nolan, but just way more comic heavy, 
like uh, you know, subtle things. But I mean, it's it take fucking eighty nine Batman and put him on steroids, and that's kind yeah, of what yeah, I yeah. felt like with this guy is that he's brutal as fuck. You know, Keaton is blowing shit up. Keaton has got turrets on his Batmobile. Keaton's got fucking bombs on his wheels. Keaton is fucking throwing bombs at at, at and Keaton uh, gives beatings. Yeah, Ke- yeah Keaton, he's like <laughs> setting people on fire with the exhaust in his Batmobile. But to touch on that, I mean, you never saw Keaton uh, use his gun turrets to Tell him, gun down people. It's true. You never saw Fuck any you. other Batman shoot people. It's true. Cam- so, because I, I was reading Bro, some I, comments um, Cam- yet last night and reviews that comments, you know why. Why, why is Batman using guns to kill people without explaining it? Now, I understand towards the end when, you know, that scene where uh, Batman busts through the wall and grabs that M60. Yeah, that was part of, you know, yeah, I, I blew my load again. but uh, That was my favorite part. Dude. I mean, yeah. you know, that was straight from DKR. But yeah. the other, you know, and not including the nightmare sequence, because obviously that was, you know, not current. Or, you know, that wasn't real. But, um, you know, he is using... A lot of guns in it. And I was, I honestly, I was actually surprised to see him. Uh, I was see smiling, dude. Actually, yeah, you know, gunning people down, <clears throat> using guns instead of, you know, I mean, I couldn't say, you know, using uh, someone's gun to shoot them in the leg or whatnot, but he was like shooting to kill. So that kind of threw, you know, honestly, that threw me off. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I actually didn't know how to take that because. It's badass, but it 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 undoes a lot of fucking history, man. You know, yeah. I think it suits his character. I think it suits that particular Batman as well. How how dark and sinister he actually is, because he's like brutal. He's so brutal. Like I mean, the, if anyone like ever says night- Batman doesn't use guns anymore, then <laughs> like in the nightmare sequence, I mean, that's like a you know. I mean, you can't really use that to uh, say that he's using guns. Yeah, that because, doesn't really count because it's surreal. Yeah, because that's in the yeah. well, even 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 if it was real, I mean, that's in a future. It's that, a whole different scenario. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I, mean, I, don't think any, I don't think he's got any choice. Yeah, no, he he wouldn't have any no, choice. That's a good point. I mean, dark is that scene, that nightmare sequence. It's it. like so hopeless oh, yeah. desperation. You're like, oh yeah. My God. And when he's in the back of the truck and the guy turns around it's, with it's a gun and pulls over. a gun on him, no. and then all of a sudden all the you know all all yeah. the Superman's regime just comes out of nowhere. That's the first time fucking, we see him fight, right? Hey, you know what's fucking amazing? Yeah, that's the first time you kind of see him Start like fighting. like an extended sequence of him fighting. What's kind of cool is they they didn't cut it. It was kind of like one yeah. solid shot of him fighting and, and wrapping around, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't really like Batman. I don't like seeing Batman get his ass kicked, but I got so fucking pumped when the fucking Parademon knocks him out, man. That yeah. is so goddamn. So well, I, I part when he's got his awesome. knees and he's got one of those Superman soldiers and he's got his head yeah. and he's yeah. fucking yanks yeah. it. So it's going to be interesting to see because that was quite, you know, that was, like I said, that was quite brutal. And obviously, we get, uh, is it 30, 30 minutes more of the. And the extended yeah. cuts. Yeah, and I, I, they like, haven't explained what. There's a new uh, thing out I just read earlier today. That Zach does explain some of what's in there, mm. uh, in the in that extra thirty minutes. Is it true that we might uh, get the uh, the trunkler in it? Like, a, <laughs> yeah. He, he he didn't confirm, but he did not deny. But he what what he talked about was that there are uh, there's a lot more of fleshing out of some of the other themes in the movie. Uh, aside from the Batman and Superman part. Right. Mm. So some of the other aspects of the movie get fleshed out some more. And 
uh, we do know that um, Jenna Malone's character appears in right. this extra 30 minutes. Hey, there was this something around playing. today, in some news uh, or rumors, whatever, but uh, it seems fairly credible that they're saying that the Justice League movie will not be as dark as this one. So Yeah, uh, I saw that too. Yeah. And that that really yeah, fits with gonna... how the movie ends because yeah. Batman has, you know, lightened himself at the end. Yeah, as long as they keep badass Alfred, I'll be happy. You know what? Oh um... my god. How cool was how cool was Alfred just yeah, sitting there on that now. in the back in the back page just chilling, talking to Bruce and sipping on whiskey. Shags, are you, are you, uh, are you happy with your fellow countrymen doing a good job? Oh, I, I said uh, even though we saw him not as much as I'd like to have seen him. I think that Owens uh, nailed it, and he was a completely different take. I love on, how he uh, talks. Okay. Like, yeah, I love yeah. how he talks. He's just so yeah. smooth. I don't know. He's very, very he's, calm he's, and collected. He's, it's just quite how he's just sat there drinking whiskey. Like how it's, yeah, like, it's all kicking off, and he's just like is, Master Wayne. And he's, he's wearing like a mechanic suit. You know, oh, like a yeah. you know what? I love he, how he's working he with. Not, he did not. Yeah, he yeah he's he's always working on like the components of That's, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did not make one sandwich in that movie. <laughs> I, liked, I, I liked how I liked how he seemed like a grizzled veteran himself. You know, oh, yes. after twenty years of doing this, and it's almost like he's kind of begrudgingly doing it, but he still understands why yeah. it has to be done. Yeah. I, I love his role. Beyond, it was almost a Batman Beyond dynamic, like Bruce yes. with Terry. Yes, because um, when he's in the 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 Batwing or the Batplane, whatever, he's constantly in Batman contact Beyond. with him. You know, he's he's constantly doing things uh, behind the scenes, coordinates, anything yeah. that needs to be like. Even when he's in um, fucking Lex Luthor's um, house or whatever, he's like going through each floor and each room and telling him where he's to find. Uh, brilliant. Lex's security sucks, by the way. <laughs> you got that hot Asian assistant, though, boy. Shit. Oh, she's so hot, by the way. Can we so, talk about her? so hot, he had but to you know blow what? her up, boy. But but Mercy. you know what? I think Lex. I, I think Lex allowed that to happen. He did. He told, he did. Her to, he told her to go in there. Yeah. Go see my seat, love. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he he he. he, he. Yeah. Are, are right, you talking about? Flush it out, man. Don't hold back. Well, like back. Yeah, Graham, scarp well, it out. I've got, I've got the, I've got the cops showing up. They think I'm about to case this joint, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to leave here and actually uh, go to work. Hey, so. for right. our list, you hey, see, wait, wait, wait. for our hey, listeners, hey. you see that dedication? The cops yes. are on Grandpa Batman's ass because he's sitting there <laughs> broadcasting to you live from Bat Boy. He's a podcast vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> you could drive off now like that scene in Batman Begins when you first see him in the tumbler and he's um, crashing through the wall. So Gramps is just going to go off now to work and just fucking nail it. <laughs> <laughs> hey Gramps, any last any last thoughts? I was blown away. I loved how dark uh, the Batman is. I love the dynamic between him and Superman. I loved Wonder Woman. I can see why certain quote-unquote film critics may not have liked the film, but also I understand that this is a movie aimed at comic readers and longtime DC fans, and if they don't have an understanding of, of all the source material, then it's probably not a film for them. Yeah. So for what it was, I thought it was great. I'll go see it again, and I can't wait to own the extended copy. Yeah. Of the Blu-ray. Hey, Gr- hey, Gramps, real quick, did you pick up on the year one reference? Same way no. they did it in Batman Begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, it's, when he fall, it, it's when he falls on the fire escape. It's when he's fighting Doomsday. It's the same oh, way yeah. they did it in Begins yeah. when he falls on the fire escape <clears throat> when he first contacts uh, Commissioner Gordon. They always do it. Oh, right. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Huh? God bless you, Edit- Gramps. 
Yeah, Graham. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and uh, I'll see you Come guys later. Right. Yeah. You want me to say what? Okay. This is Grandpa Batman with the Bat Force Radio. Whatever that is, we didn't have no podcast in my day. All right, now we're now we're gonna move into Wonder Woman. There you go. Oh, I wish I could. Hey, um, okay, anybody else in the theater, anybody else got the experience where times, both at the advanced screening and um, the uh, the screen that we went to last night, she got the biggest applause. She got the yeah. biggest uh, ex- yeah. biggest dude, response from the she audience. She has her Wonder own Woman. score or theme, right? It's, it's fucking badass, yeah. dude. Yeah, just that music shot. is badass. Dude, let me tell you, yeah. I, know, I know we all felt the same way, but when she fl- lands and blocks um, to save... Batman's life against Doomsday, and then they show, and then it starts going. I mean, I mean, dude, I about lost it. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, my it's, god, it's like it picks up, dude. It's like fast paced, yeah. it like you know, it jumps, and uh, everyone, every it fucking that the yeah. music, that moment pumped everybody up. Like yeah. everybody was, it fucking cheered. It's so good, dude. She, yeah. I I was a doubter at the very beginning about like I wonder I mean just not Gal Gadot I think just just everything in general I was like man I don't know if this is gonna work and then they started seeing showing pictures of her and they showed her in the trailer and I remember in the trailer thinking okay I, I know Ben Affleck's gonna kill I we already have seen you know um, Cavill do his thing I am so pumped for this fucking Wonder yeah. Woman now she's she looks amazing, amazing. it's yeah. just as well it's, it's that, that part as well when she's fighting Doomsday and she has that little smirk on her face when he uh, oh, oh he down, yeah. and, that was and so high and she's, she's like the- is that all you've got that's yeah. There was that one shot right before the end of the Doomsday fight where she has the lasso, lasso in her hand. Truth. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. When she's holding Doomsday and then yeah. um yeah. and then freaking oh, out. Um, so oh, I can't wait to go see it. It's well, right. um when uh, like what Tom had said in our theater anyway and I'm sure it was in the theaters you guys went to in the advanced screening. Everyone's cheering cuz let's let us be honest. Wonder Woman is one of the most iconic um, comic book, fe- women, female comic book characters in all of comics well, history. The, she is the number one, I think, isn't she? Yeah, yeah I mean, and I mean, I don't know, think not to, close. Yeah. not to take, uh, you know, not to take anything away from Marvel, but I mean, you know, they don't have any strong, a strong female presence. Nothing close to Wonder Woman. Yeah, though. not the same, not the uh, same capacity of, you know, Wonder Woman, but. Um, yeah, and then they even showing even when Bruce was trying to do his research um, uh, from you know the, the the files from Lex Luthor, uh, you know seeing that picture of Wonder Woman from what was it, like 1911 or something. Yeah, the 1918 was it 1918. Or 1918. Yeah, something like that anyway. But I mean that that was badass and oh, she's so hot. Yeah, those, those doubts went out the fucking window. She, she as was soon the as, big uh, build up for me because you know throughout the movie you're like you know you you're gonna see Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, you're gonna on, see Wonder Woman. Uh, you know? Come out. Then, Come out. And then, man, when when you know she's saving Batman's life, and then it's like that fucking score. Then you just see her, and you're like, yeah. oh man. Oh, I mean, it's one of the best. The, the whole thing, even when like Shane brought it up with um, yeah, you know, fighting, and then like Doomsday like backhands her, and she, you know, you see she hits the ground, she kind of rolls several times, and she's on her back, and she kind of you know sits up, and she smiles. She has that. She puts that smirk on her face. Then she grabs her sword and runs back to the fight. I mean, that's. Uh, what did know. she say? She's like, I killed creatures from other worlds or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've killed, I've killed things from other worlds before. That's perfect. Worlds. You know, Amazonian, warrior, 
you know, princess. It's kind of cool because she is kind of coming off as a love interest to Bruce and in, in, with their dynamic in the film uh, in ways. Wait a minute, they kept flirting at the party yeah. and shit. And it's weird because it's a, we're so used to, you know, Catwoman, who's beloved as well in the legend. But yeah, now they're having Wonder Woman, it's a, it's a different, it's a, it's a change of pace. And I kind of like it as well. Like no, it's, yeah, it's, a different, it's a change. Because Diana, yeah. Diana is a, a fucking warrior. She is like mm-hmm. a goddess. So it's it's pretty badass. And, uh. You know, you got old Rambo Bruce there, boy, laying rounds. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and they they introduce the uh, they introduce the Wonder Woman movie just by having that photo sure. yeah. be yeah. the thing that she's after. Yeah. yeah. So you've got uh, Chris Pine there in the picture. That movie's gonna yeah. be amazing, by the way. Yeah, it is. Uh, when, when is, is this? Is this next year? Yeah. Wonder Yep. Early on, yeah, early like, Wow, right and then don't forget as well, like uh, changing. To I, I think they're done the filming. Maybe. I, I, I was just saying, I think they're done the filming of oh, Wonder Woman nice. because they're already in pre-production for Justice League. That's true. And, I know. Uh, well, just change, well, just changing the subject quickly as well, <laughs> and like uh, we we will get to see uh, uh, Bruce Batman again in uh, Suicide Squad. Where you guys watched? Did they show the Suicide Squad trailer ahead yeah, of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. yeah. The, the, uh, the, the more I the more I see it, that scene with Leto where he's laying with the knives, and that laugh that he does, <laughs> the, yeah, that, <laughs> that that's a haunting laugh, and I re- I really like that now. I'm yeah. telling you, dude, this might be the darkest Batman and Joker we may ever see, man. At this point, yeah, you know, they, these you just, guys... you, you, you're gonna see uh, Batman's gonna absolutely hammer him, isn't he? You know, you can just, you just got, you got a sense he's just gonna fucking annihilate him. Yeah, you know, think about difference. it. You're gonna see Baffleck on the top of a car where Harley Quinn and the Joker are. I mean, that that's gonna. Oh. Be awesome. oh. Hey, know? let's talk about that. Let's talk about that uh, that scene when he comes in to save Martha. Hey, let's wait, right, that. good idea. But right before we go into, I just want to touch up on one question on Instagram to relate to the Wonder Woman thing we were just on. Tim Bomb just wants to know: Would all of you bang Wonder Woman? Oh, I would. Geez. I would like if, if we could have like a, a back a party. So we have her in the middle. We could all hold hands and then we could take our hands off and just enjoy ourselves. She wouldn't let us do that. She would destroy us all. I don't know. I think she'd let the trumper. Oh, the trumper. He's got, he's, got a char- he's got a char. I'm sitting here now and he's got a bit of a charm about it. That's so, a good question. Who who would win? In- Wonder Woman or the Trunkler? That's a good one. Wonder Woman. One of one. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. She yeah. put she she put my head between her thighs and just squeeze it like a pumpkin. But the thing is, the Trunkler would be smiling the whole way through as well. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Touch. I think everyone can agree that uh, Wonder Woman. I think everyone loved. Even critics probably loved her performance. But um, I was saying, let's touch on the the fight sequence when he goes in to get Martha um, Martha Kent oh, and he's. Destroying motherfuckers. I, I, well, I'm gonna say, and I'm sure we could all agree that that's probably the best Batman fight scene ever caught on film or anything. Best life. I'm gonna that. I think you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. As far you, as hand to hand combat, absolutely. I mean, that what was I so that, real. What I like as well is he does. He doesn't just use his grapple gun as a grapple gun. He flips it around and uses it as a fucking <laughs> hammer. Well, beating the shit did, out. Did of you him. see I mean, when he takes out on the shoulder? Uh, when he uses the he uses his grappling gun, he shoots um. He shoots in that guy's shoulder and he 
pulls, pulls them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like uh, the Arkham games. This I was just going to say, Robin, like, there's some there's bits in there, like, after, after I saw someone say something after that trailer came out, all I could think of was, like, someone pressing triangle, 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 triangle. <laughs> yeah. triangle. Uh, combo. But, you know, I, I'm going to break it down like this with that fight scene. Um, this fight scene was so well thought out. They made it where you're showing a Batman think on his feet he is evaluating everything and figuring out what does he have to do does he have to grapple this does he have to throw a refrigerator does he have to look behind like he's just quickly calculating everything he has to do to beat all of these guys because it's brutal it's these guys come at him like you would see in real life with the night yeah trying to mm-hmm. fuck him up and kill him and he's so powerful dude when he goes on top of that little like bark or whatever and he uses that device to take out all their guns. It looks like some kind of like magnetic string device or something. I'm not sure what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so that yeah. that's like from the Arkham games too, isn't it? When you had to disable their weapons or some shit or pull That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Jammed up all their guns. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does that so quick as well in this film. It's just like boop 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 boop. Yeah. Actually um another part of that fight scene that I actually enjoyed was um even though Batman's you know kicking all their asses the ba- some of the bad guys do get a few licks, and like that guy who takes his knife and jams and right in Batman's shoulder. You saw that coming, man. I was like, oh. You know, I mean, and then Batman just takes it out and stabs the next guy. That's um, so real. Like, yeah. yeah. For him to get stabbed or knocked down here or there, it's like sometimes you see Batman fights and Batman just kicking everyone's ass. But to see him yeah, get yeah. a few uh, licks uh, in like yeah. that, it's just like, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it, it's just. It's nice to see. It's just DKR, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene. Yeah. That, that whole that, scene. Yeah. It's just. I would love to know what Frank. What Frank actually thought of uh, that whole thing? Because it was nice to see him as I well. Bet he the, smiled. Uh, Even Frank I, had yeah. a smile at that. I mean, come on, man. That that is so raw, <laughs> Batman. They did that. I, I'm, to be fair, I, I can't wait to go and see that again. But the reason why Bat went over to get him, like I know we, we touched on it already, but the the part where Bat's over Superman. And uh, and like he's like my mother, and that that is so powerful, and it's just yeah. it just plays out so nice. And when it, you know, and you, and you want, you know, you know, Batman's gonna go over there and kick some ass, but you just want it so much, and it and he does, yeah. it's fucking amazing. You know, people, yeah, exactly. people rotten tomatoes, you are bloody rotten, you. <laughs> Whatever they're nitpicking at, they just don't get yeah, it. That's, you know, that's that's what it comes down to now, especially now after seeing the movie. I mean, it's just all these bad reviews. It's either people just trying to find something to be negative about, like you said, nitpicking, or, you know, maybe they just didn't fully understand. Like, um, I saw one last night after the movie about the writing was horrible. Oh. As, as a writer, I'm offended. And uh, I'm. <laughs> it honestly gets so angry. It's, yeah, it's, it's a now. smear campaign. You know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, look, I, look, I, look. I, love, I love when people say, oh, uh, I, I was a filmmaker myself. I oh yeah yeah you you're a successful oh, filmmaker. Oh, like, yeah, yeah what, what what did you make? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you know there, there's no character development. And... Well, it's not... That's the thing is though, I, I, like you said, you can't people can't go by these. It's a personal yeah, preference. Yeah. Uh, you know, and for people that doesn't don't love this film, but you know there's there's something wrong with them. You, you know. Stay tuned for part two of the Dawn of Justice discussion with Bad Force Radio as we have rolling guests in to break it down even further. Take care, everybody. Hey, guys. Dustin Nguyen, and you're listening to Bad Force Radio.